welcome to the Expedition Marriage Podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm Chris. And I'm Jamie Bailey, and we're Christian counselors and marriage coaches. We're here to help you put God in the center of your marriage by sharing some solid biblical truth, along with some practical marriage tips. So no matter where you're at in your marriage, start getting excited, because we're here to help you enjoy the journey. Well, welcome to today's podcast. We actually have have a a, a great topic for married folks. Mm -hmm. But if you are in the car and um, you're listening with uh, some younger ears around, uh, we we do want to... PG-13 warning. We want to give a a, a PG-13 advisory uh, because today we're going to be talking about sex. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, you know, and and so, so let's... Talk about sex, right? It, it, it is God approved and encouraged. Yes, yes. In fact, Proverbs 5, 18 through 19 says, Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. That is a good thing. Sex is a beautiful design by God. It is a necessary part of your marriage. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it absolutely is one of those ways that, I mean, to becoming one. Mm -hmm. That's to becoming one in the flesh. So that is going to be a very important part of your marriage. Right. Well, I mean, even if you think back to the the creation story in Genesis, Mm -hmm. they were naked and unashamed. Yes, until sin entered. Yeah, exactly. Until sin entered. And then and that's one of the first things they did was they covered up. Right. They covered up when that shame came, that that physical covering up. And so if that happened in the garden immediately, you better believe the enemy is going to hunt us down as married pe- people and and go after our sex lives and disconnect us that way. Right. And if we look at our society how distorted mm. Sex is, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it is a problem. It is a real problem, and we don't want sex to be a problem in your marriage. And here's the deal: there's no normal time or normal frequency of sex in your marriage. No, there's no written rule. God doesn't say three to four times a week. <laughs> this, you know, this length of time. I mean, yeah, no. The Bible says a lot about sex. A lot of great things mm-hmm. about sex. I mean, even just starting off with being fruitful and multiply. Yes. Right? And, you know, certainly the Song of Solomon and, and just like all over the place. Uh, but yeah, but there's nothing that, that specifically says that you've got to, to to meet a certain quota. Right, right. And also, you know, since you mentioned that sex isn't just about being fruitful and multiplying. Mm-hmm. You know, what we just read in Proverbs, it's about um, pleasure. Yeah. You know, this should be a pleasurable thing in your life. There's times in scripture where it's, you know, you know David laid down and comforted his wife. Right. You know, sex is a comforting agent. Sex is a protective agent. We'll talk more about that. Mm-hmm. But it's not just for being fruitful and multiplying. You know, and so there's no given time or frequency mm-hmm. that is normal. It really is about what works in your marriage. But what we can tell you, what is abnormal? What's not okay? Less than one time a month. Yeah. Or less than mm-hmm. 10 times a year. Right. If you are having sex less than once a month or less than 10 times a year, you are what is considered to be in a sexless marriage. Right. That is not God's design for you. And now we're not talking about um, physical problems Mm-mm. or times where, you know, if you've just had a baby, you're taking a couple <laughs> months off right there, yeah. you know, and, and things like that. But what we are talking about is if you are in what is considered a sexless marriage, we want to encourage you to do something about it. Right. 
And there are some valid reasons Mm -hmm. um, that happen. You know, like we talked about, if you just had a baby, that's Mm -hmm. very valid. Physical issues like pain. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you're dealing with chronic pain, if you have, you know, mental health struggles that are going on, if you're on certain medications, lower libidos, Mm -hmm. things like that. And blood pressure medicines, anxiety, depression medicines, low testosterone in men. Just that's prevalent. It's extremely, it's becoming more and more prevalent and men, not just over 40 now in their thirties. Yeah. Well, there's so much stress and everything too. And cortisol levels are getting all messed up. And so if one of those things is an issue, those are also fixable things. Mm -hmm. You can get your testosterone levels addressed. You can tweak some medications potentially. Mm -hmm. You can get some help with all of these things. If you have depression or mental health issues, you can address those things. Yes. Okay. You should. Yes, you absolutely should. But aside from those things, you want to be having sex in your marriage. And we want you to decide right now. You know, Chris and I, we're we're 49 and 50. We've already had the conversation. Uh, I'm the 51. You they know, honey. They okay. know. <laughs> but you know, we've already had the conversation. We're going to have sex for as long as we can. Mm-hmm. You know, so when things come up, that's funny. <laughs> that's yeah. When, when things occur. When things occur. Or don't come up. Yeah, Um, exactly. (laughs) You know, we've already decided, we've already had this conversation. We're going to roll with the punches and do what we need to do to address things. Mm -hmm. We recognize the older we get, we're more prone to have issues that we're going to struggle with. Right. And so we've decided in advance... We're going to address them, and that's yeah. what we want you guys to do. We're going to be open about it. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about it. We're not going to be ashamed by it. Right. We're not going to cover it up. We're going to go ahead and, and be a support for one another right. to see what we can do to get over it right? or, or move on to the next step to be right. able to be. Because if you are having an issue with any of those those problems, there's a lot of fixes to them. Yes. There's a lot of fixes, and it's important that you you address them. And so that's what mm-hmm. we want to say right out of the gate. Yeah. And, and even just talking about, you know, what these things that the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 7, 3 talks about the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise, likewise the wife to her husband. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's, you know, mutual. Yes. Yes. But these are encouragement, right? This is things that we should be engaging with because it helps the marriage. Paul goes on to the fact of, you know, yes, there's there's certain times or, or periods that they agreed upon to maybe not do that. Like some of the things that we talked about, you know, he talks about prayer and fasting. But the whole point of that is if we fail or if we um, suffer or mm-hmm. stagnant in the areas of, of sex in our marriage, it does open us up to temptations. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Specific temptations. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be outside temptations, which absolutely can open up to us, but it also can o- open up to internal uh, issues as well. Right. You know, which does actually talk to about some of the one of the big issues that that we tend to see a lot of. Yeah. Whenever we see couples in our office for sex related issues or even just relationship issues is a husband saying she's not having sex with me. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not giving me any sex. And a wife is always, always wanting that emotional connection. Right. You know, so it's kind of like, well, I'm not going to have sex with you if you're not going to do anything for me. If I, I feel completely unlo- unloved, I don't even know if you like me anymore or if you find me desirable. It's like you just want to use me for sex. Right. You know, and then you end up. When it's w- convenient. Yes. You end up with two unfulfilled people. 
And when that happens, desperation enters in. And now you have two people in a marriage who are both working on fixing their own problems mm. and getting their own needs met. Yeah, so not that, good. Right. That, that ends up with a husband demanding sex and a wife demanding connection. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is there's a misconception out there yes. that for men, that sex is just physical. Mm-hmm. And when you're a wife and you believe that it's just a physical thing for your husband, you feel a little bit used by that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you're just, just there to for some release. Right. Right. But that's not what's happening. So why don't you explain what, what actually is, what's going on with a man? Why does a man want sex? Yeah. Well, there's this neurotransmitter called oxytocin. And right, it's a bonding um, transmit. It's a bonding element, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it makes us feel really great too. Which just goes back mm-hmm. to what Jamie was talking about. It's not just for making kids, right? God wouldn't have created us for um, these ways. So this is a bonding thing that makes us feel really good. And so it in men, men tend to exp- have the biggest release of oxytocin when they're having sex with their wives. Mm-hmm. Right, women will have a release of oxytocin when they're having sex, but they also have a release of oxytocin when they have deep conversation. Yeah, or a hug. And mm-hmm. a, a, the best example of it is if you're a mom, when you deliver your baby, you have a flooding of oxytocin, and mm. that's what makes you mm-hmm. pick up this child, and you are instantly connected and in love. That's the same chemical. And so, what Chris is saying here is when a husband is making love to his wife. That is the chemical that is being released, and that is when he feels the most connected yes. to you. It is not. It is far from just being a physical thing. Right. And so, the, so when there's a, uh, I don't want to say rejection per se, mm-hmm. but when there, when there's a rejection, let's just go for that. Then it's not just you know, oh, you, you know, you're you're pushing me away from this this physical. thing. I don't get my release. Yeah, I don't get my release. It's I'm disconnected from you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and and that thing. So in in short, you're both desiring the same thing. Yes, you're both wanting connection. Mm-hmm. And so here's the responsibility for each of us in this. First of all, husbands, your wife needs to have your attention. Yes, she needs to know that she is loved and valued and appreciated. Mm-hmm. Because if you come home, and I will tell you, foreplay starts the moment your feet hit the floor in the morning. <laughs> It starts when you walk downstairs and grab your wife a cup of coffee. Right. It starts when you come home from work and kiss her before you address the children. Mm-hmm. All of those things. Or, or a kind text or a call throughout right. the day saying, hey, I miss you. I look forward to seeing you. Right. And so, husbands, you have ownership in this. If you want more sex with your wife, you have got to love her well. Mm-hmm. You have got to love her well. And wives, you need to flip the switch in your mind that is telling you that your husband just wants sex from you. What your husband wants is emotional connection yes. to you, and sex is the vehicle that provides that for mm-hmm. them. And so change your perspective with that, and, and that will help a lot. Because here's what happens, because I do want to talk about this, because we can't talk about sex without talking about pornography. Right. Pornography is very prevalent. And like you were talking about, that chemical that's released. Mm-hmm. If you have a, if you bring pornography into your marriage, mm-hmm. you know, for husbands, they will begin to release that chemical, and they will bond themselves to a screen. Right. Well, yeah, it's bonding. So you bond to right. whatever you're with. And also, not only are you bonding, but it makes insiders and outsiders. 
Yes. So you're bond whatever you're bonding with. It puts the screen on the inner on the inner circle. And everybody else is on the outside. Which is including the wife. Absolutely. Yes. And so that is not what you want to have in your marriage. Pornography has damaged so many marriages, you know, for that reason. In fact, forty seven percent of families say that porn is a problem in their marriage. Mm. That is a big deal. And so and we want you all to hear this. And this isn't just a a man female you know, male-female issue, because the, the stats are showing that females are becoming, it's becoming way more prevalent, mm-hmm. you know, in the lives of women as well. And so this is an equal problem, but we do have some stats here for you that Staggering we want to share. Stats. Yes. 70% of men aged 18 to 24 visit pornography sites monthly. Monthly. Their biggest demographic on porn sites is men that are 35 to 49. Hmm. I'm going to guess that's primarily you listening to this right now. Yeah. You know, and so you need to guard yourself against pornography entering into your marriage. Oh, yeah. And working on your sex life, on your emotional connection, is one of the best ways you can you can do that. Yeah, you're insiders, so everything else is outsiders. Yeah. I mean, just, just talking about that real fast, um, in Matthew, not only 5, chapter 5, verse 29, but again in Matthew 18 through 9, I thought that was important because it's in two places. It talks about if your eye causes you to sin, you should pluck mm-hmm. it out. Now, no, you shouldn't pluck out your eye. It's it's metaphorical that that you should take a very strong stance on what you're letting right. into your eyes. Right, right, and and it's that that emotional connection as well. And when mm-hmm. you're communicating in your marriage, you are actively setting yourself up to have better sex. Yes. When you're emotionally connected, you're more likely to physically connect. Mm-hmm. And you're preventing the temptation of something like pornography, as damaging as it is, into your marriage. Mm-hmm. Because here's the big deal. it's Most people think that it's a sexual thing why men go to porn. No, it's not. It's a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. It's, how, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah, or depression. Yes, you know, more men are drawn to pornography because it relaxes them. It gets them out of the the daily stressors and things like that. And so if you're communicating, if you're emotionally connecting, and if you're intimately connecting physically, you are less likely to have a need to search for pornography or outsider helps. To continue with those stats there, a third of pornography users are women. They're women. And 68% of churched men have all admitted to viewing pornography. 50% Mm. of pastors have admitted to viewing pornography. Wow. And 80, 87% of women have. Mm. And as far as the what's happening is pornography, the pornography industry makes more than the NFL, the NBA, and the MLB combined. Mm. We have a problem. This problem can be addressed in our homes. Yes. In our homes, when we are connected in our marriages, when we are communicating, and when we are talking about things, about sex, about issues that have invaded our marriage, all of those things are going to help our sex lives be better mm-hmm. when we start communicating. Because 47% of families saying it's a problem is a problem. Definitely. And pornography use increases the chance of adultery by th- more by more than 300%. Mm. That is a problem, and this affects our families. We've got, you know, the average age of viewing pornography is 11, and 94% of children by the age of 14 have seen it. Yeah. This is a problem, and where this problem can be rectified is in your own marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's having a willingness to fix what is broken, to not settle for a sexless marriage, yeah. to not settle for a disconnected marriage. And I want to go ahead and close this with, we've got our, our newlywed couples devotional book. It's for newlyweds and all newlywed wannabes. And you know, we talked about this, you know, in our book. And so I want to close, close this up with a, a paragraph from here. It says, in its truest form, sex facilitates to becoming one in marriage not only in two physical bodies, but two hearts, two minds, and two souls. Sex provides physical pleasure, strengthens intimacy, and reveals your longing for devoted companionship. God desires more than procreation for your marriage. He wants you to find pleasure and delight with each other. We were made with a longing for connection, body, and soul, and your sexuality cannot be separated from your spiritual identity. In the same way, sex and intimacy should not be separated from your marriage. God intended marriage to reflect Christ's love for the church, and he is far too creative and generous to limit the beauty of this union. A sexually satisfying marriage embodies and honors God's design. You were made to be having sex in your marriage. You were made to be intimately and emotionally connected. And so we want to encourage you today, if there are problems there, please address them. Yeah. Majority of them are fixable. You can address them. There are solutions. And if you want a starting place, we're just going to recommend that you go get our book. Go grab this book. You can find it on Amazon. We'll put a, a link in the show notes, but it's a newlywed couples devotional. It's for all of your marriages, because if you want to have great sex, you got to be having good conversations. Definitely. And that's where it's going to start. And it, it's a protecting age, a protective agent in your marriage, and it's intimacy creating. And that's what we want for you, because we want you having the hard conversations, mm -hmm. because that is best how you will enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.